good business. Admiral Beckett. Are you sat down? We have cats purring in the background, screaming, I want mommy. I want mommy. It's just your good vibrations. Sarah, this is, this is Sarah Palin. Next on WKZ4 Radio, this is Sarah Palin with the next hit single, Good Vibrations. Vibrations good like sun-kissed. Many want to know who done this. Marky Mark, and I'm here to move you. Rhymes will groove you, and I'm here to prove to you that we can party on the positive side and pump up positive vibes, so come along for the ride. Making you feel the rhythm is my occupation, so feel the vibration. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I got a funky bunch. The funkiest. This is part two of episode 31. Uh, The first one had A Quiet Place, part two, and now... After editing and saving that MP3, I am now recording the part two of episode 31, and I'll review The Conjuring 3 uh, and talk about other crap as well. I didn't get to, you didn't get to hear the crack open of my Bud Light line, okay? Bud Light line, but there it is. It's delicious. It started storming really bad, so... I thought it would be a really good opportunity to move the desk to sit in front of the window instead because I'm, I'm using a plastic fold-out table because Jakey makes the big bucks here. Jacob makes the big bucks at the Mind Glue Studios. Yeah, he's got the biggest office, a.k.a. the guest bedroom that's set up like a nursery. And, he also, and he's also got the biggest budget. You know, the computer that's uh, from 2019. It's only got 8 gigabytes of RAM. But he does what he can. It's actually pretty good. It's a great It's a great laptop. It's a great laptop. It's a great laptop. It's got NVIDIA, GTX, GeForce. Okay, I'm a GeForce man. I'm hitting like three GeForces. Three forces of G are in this. I'm going to put some more RAM in it soon. But uh, the ball and chain, the, vi- the, the, the freshly squeezed ball and chain... The, the new one, because um, I got engaged to my fiance. Uh, I have a fiance now. My fiance. My fiance is worried that I will spend too much money on my laptop. But, you know, the beauty of technology, as it has grown, is it's become widely available. And a lot of it is actually cheaper. In fact, I am going to look up right now what ROM, what my ROM, what my RAM is. My RAM. RAM it in ya. Now, it's about that time to bring forth the RAM in my laptop. I need 8 gigabies. I need 8 GBs. I need 8 heebie-jeebies of RAM. Uh, DDR4. For my laptop, it is an Ajpa. I don't know, I'm just saying everything's stupid. It's an HP Intel Core i5 Lithium Ion NVIDIA GE Force GeForce GTX. It's got BNO and I've got BO. My laptop has BNO and I've got the BO. I put the BO in bio and uh, bio uh, luminescent. 
that was another thing that we saw at the Tennessee Aquarium that I talked about on the last episode, well, the part one of this episode. Uh, we went to the Tennessee Aquarium. I guess I didn't, I didn't really divulge anything that we saw there, I guess. Uh, we saw some pretty amazing things. I think one of my favorite, my favorite exhibit was either, uh, the lemurs, but the lemurs I felt made me really happy because I had just popped the question and we were going, that was the second building that we were going into. So it was like pop question. And then she said, no, um, and then I killed myself. The end. Da 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 da. Bah! She said yes. We went into the building. Uh, the lemurs were the first thing that we saw. And I think I don't know. They were so cool. I think that was the first time I ever saw a lemur that close. Um, I was hunting them before, so I was very far away. But up up but up up. The end. Peta has closed all availability of this podcast. Okay. I can get crucial. Eight. GBs, eight heebie jeebies of DDR4. Although I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not a savant. I'm not Rain Man about laptops. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure, and I'm not entirely certain. I think you may have to buy them in twos. I'm, I could be absolutely incorrect about that. I love this. People also ask on Google. Is 8 gigabytes of RAM overkill? Hell no, it's not. It does say 8 gigabytes of RAM is the sweet spot for the majority of users, providing enough RAM for virtually all productivity tasks and less demanding games. If you're running demanding applications like video editing and CAD, or you're a hardcore gamer who works for G4, that's not what it says. Uh, we recommend that you start at 16 gigabytes and go up from there. My buddy's got like 32... Um, I don't know if I'll ever really need that. That sounds kind of ridiculous. Aren't like all, uh, like, aren't all like next gen game consoles right now? Aren't they like 12? Aren't they like 8 or 12? I have no idea. I sold my 2015 era Xbox One at the beginning of last year for, uh, with a 32 inch, uh, screen, monitor, well, it was a 32-inch TV, for 200 flat to a guy I worked at, worked with, uh, at the plumbing place when I was doing plumbing. 200 cash back for that crap I was stacking on fat craps. Uh, I was not really doing anything on it. I remember I, like, just stopped playing video games for, like, a long while, and I'm sure the, uh, the fiance would prefer that now. But I like video games. And I can like things, damn it. So, okay. So we're, we're going to review... Um, I'm going to talk about The Conjuring 3. Uh, before, yeah, but before I do that, thank you so much for listening to the Mind Glue podcast. And as always, this is your benevolent host, Jacob. I had a bit of a heart attack moment there because I was looking back at my recording software, and I thought for a moment, oh my god, I'm not recording. But thank god, it got all of this crap. So, okay. But let me, real quick, before I get into the conjuring, the conjuring, my cock ring, part three, uh, conjuring part three, what a, what a, what a fantastic film. But before I get into that, I just want to comment on 
This is great. I wish it was storming every day. That way I could sit in front of this window uh, recording just so I could look up into the sky. I got to kind of like watch myself because I'm putting my, oop, making noises. I'm putting myself, I'm putting my neck kind of in such a way. Oh, oh, oh my. When I can't speak very well to the microphone. But this, you know, it's like the laptop screen is illuminating my face. And I'm sitting right in front of a window that is maybe 15 feet from the road. And anybody walking by could just be like, what the hell is that guy doing? I'm just staring out. Like, I have a a cut-off Boba Fett t-shirt that was a part of a pajama set from, like, 2014. It's, like, three sizes too small. My chest hair bulges out of it. Sort of my guns. Pop, pop. Don't get too close. I might bust. Um, Out of my shirt, that is. So, the Tennessee Aquarium was great. And the lemurs were cool. But the bioluminescent... Uh, jellyfish. I don't. Th- I think jellyfish are just like naturally bioluminescent, something like that. Or like if you just put light on them, bio like like black light or bioluminescent light, whatever. They just like they turn that color, or they just it just reflects through them, so they look like they're that color. I don't know. It was really cool though, because they had like tanks. Like one of them was like like a like a neon green. One of them was like a really cool like neon purpley color. Um. So yeah, that one was probably my favorite. They had sharks, but they had like sand sharks. They didn't have a great white. And I don't know if they ever do have a great white at the Tennessee Aquarium. I really don't think that they would be able to house a great white just because of how, I mean, to be honest, like, yes, the aquariums are large. You know, I'm sure it's like hundreds, if not thousands of gallons, if it's probably like a few pools. But I mean... You know, if you look at, like, a shark, you would think, like, that thing probably needs, like, multiple, like, one shark to live a healthy, adequate lifestyle, and this is me talking completely out of my ass, would need, like, maybe multiple Olympic-sized swimming pools to really, like, feel comfortable. These things were just, like, just in circles, and they're, like, eight, some of them ten feet long. Uh, And it just made me think, for some of the fish, I was just, for some of the fish and some of the larger... um, some of the larger jellyfish and everything, I was like, these tanks don't really seem all that large. I could be completely wrong. Um, if I am right, and there's, you know, people like PETA uh, out there who are listening, I didn't go to the Tennessee Aquarium. I went to, uh, uh, I went to the Kentucky Aquarium. There you go. Now you can't, now you can't uh, mess with my local voice. Even though I don't live in Tennessee, I live in Alabama, but they're still my local boys. I would, I would definitely go back. I would say it's worth the money. It's well worth the money. They, they run a, they run a clean, clean family environment. There's no heroin needles or meth pipes in the bathrooms that I know of. Uh, I didn't leave mine there. I left my heroin needles and and, and meth pipe and crack pipe. And empty pill bottles at the uh, at the bathroom at Puckets. Eat at Puckets. It's delicious. <laughs> um, we had just gotten engaged, and I felt like you know what? I'm gonna be that guy, and I'm gonna say uh, to the waiter like, "Hey, um, 
I, and I said that I was like, I don't want to be a snob or anything, which is like great to start out a conversation. I bet he just was was loving what was going to come next, right? He was just in, in he was in gleeful anticipation of the next words that were going to the next verbal diarrhea that was going to come from my mouth. But I said not to be a snob or anything, but uh, we just got engaged like an hour ago. Is there anything you could do, you know, like comp a, comp a dessert or something like that? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And I felt like a dick asking, but to be honest, like if you can, if that's something that a, that a, that a restaurant is willing to do, hell, why not? And they want to make a good experience for their customers. And like, we left a $10 tip at the end of it, uh, cause I'm big baller money. I'm big baller status, um, leaving $10, <laughs> Which I felt like was fair. I was like, that cover that pretty much just covers the dessert and then a little extra, um, if anything. But it's all going to the waiter either way. And the, uh, I guess the manager, he was in a button-up, so I assume he was a manager. He was, a, he was in a button-up and jeans at a restaurant, so I assume he was a manager. He, uh, that's, that was for you. He um, was like, hey, congratulations, you guys. But that was it. That we didn't really, you know, there was nothing really. Else. I was kind of half anticipating that they were going to have somebody like come and sing to us. But I was like, why the hell would they do that? We're not, this isn't a birthday party. That would just be really weird. You guys got engaged. You'll never ever leave each other. No, you're going to get a divorce. Maybe like 50% of the people that are married. Um... That didn't happen. That would have been awesome, actually. If I think if I heard, ooh, got some lightning there. Awesome. You know, one thing that I am worried about is the power going out and my laptop still recording. I would obviously stop recording, but my laptop still going and then my audio mixer just crapping out immediately because I don't have, like, backup generator. I don't have the backup, Jenny, to power my stuff. Power my stuff with the backup, Jenny's. No, no, no. But I do have half a case of Bud Light Lime. Give it to me. Yeah. Um, no, I think I'm going to stop at two tonight. I don't like to really drink on weekdays. And the only days that I really do drink on are like Wednesday night and like Saturday night. And the only reason that is because I'm off on Thursdays and I'm off on Sundays. And my cat is screaming behind the door. I'm going to go kill it. Hold on. And just like that, we own one cat. I love both my cats. I think. I think one of them. No, one of them's one of them's a real bastard. If I'm being honest, she's always like trying to claw at me, and I don't do anything. This is just a cat with a bad attitude. It's got a cat attitude. It's got a bad cat attitude. That kind of thing. Um, but the other one is very playful usually. She just doesn't want to leave mommy alone, always wants to be in the bathroom with her, won't let her go to the shower alone, won't let her work alone, sits on her keyboard, you know, it's that whole, it's that whole dealio and cheese. But for me, uh, daddy-o gets, um, nothing. And I'm gonna go kill myself now. Cause I don't get any love. There's no love in my home. No, I get plenty of love. The, the our our cat Chip, Chippy girl, uh, often mistaken for a, a boy cat, which I don't really understand. I've seen guy cat boy cats are so much larger; they're huge in comparison to to, to girl cats. 
I mean, I guess some boy cats. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's subjective, but I know every single boy cat that I have seen that either my friends own or that uh, family members own or extended family members own. Every single boy cat that I have seen is is large, is gigantic. Paws that are like you know that stretch out to be like my palm. I got a pretty big hand. And then like the, and then you know Chip and our other cat Queenie. They're both girl cats. They're both very small. I mean, Chip is is fat. Uh, she's got a little pooch on her, but that's it. Otherwise, she's got like a pretty muscular kind of frame. And then Queenie is just a ridiculously fluffy cat that weighs next to nothing. Um, and there's the cat still meowing in the background. I think if the rain kind of stops, so I'm pretty sure you guys aren't hearing rain. You shouldn't be either way. Um, I thought I was going to leave that in either way. I thought that'd be kind of cool. Rain in the background. But here we are sitting in front of the window. Uh, we're engaged and we're so happy. So happy. People at Puckett's, you know, that, what was it, babe? It was like a strawberry, it was like a strawberry, uh, cobbler. Blackberry is blackberry cobbler. Blackberry cobbler with like homemade, I think it was like, it's in, and Emily pointed this out. I think it's like homemade biscuits that they had as the breading. Goddamn delicious. Uh, with vanilla ice cream, like what tasted like vanilla, like homemade vanilla bean ice cream. And I'm so sure that it wasn't, but it may as well have been because it tasted absolutely amazing. And uh, I would go back, I would totally go back just for the cobbler, just for the cobbler alone. I had like a fried chicken BLT and, or a fried chicken club, which was basically like a BLT, but I had a fried chicken club and uh, it was okay. I felt like there was too much cheese. They put a lot of cheese on it. Like cheese was kind of like oozing out of the sourdough bread. It was like three pieces of sourdough bread. Um, but I would not, I mean, that's not even characteristic of the restaurant. I would say, well, I've only ever been there once. You can't really judge a place on like one item. Um, even if it's a delicious item, honestly, like one thing could be very delicious. One thing could be bad. Um, but then otherwise everything is like very, very good. The fried chicken club though, I would order it again. Um, but I would be like, yo, give me like half the cheese that you normally put on there. Uh, cause that, cause that, that, I mean, it was spilling out. It was spilling out. I had cheese in my beard, you know, dripping down onto my, onto my cowboy boots, um, which I don't own. I had the, I had the, you know, I don't know, something. Anyway, we're 18 minutes in. Let's get to, let's get to the Conjuring Part 3. The Conjuring Part 3, um, God, what an excellent franchise. I want to look this up because I want to actually get into the franchise itself. Just a comment on that. Give me a sip of this Bud Light Lime. One second. Delicious. Um, ooh. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Thank you, Plastic Table. All right, so the Conjuring universe, um, and I want to point that. I just wanted to point this out first because there's like nine movies or something like that, or eight. So it goes: The Conjuring, Annabelle, Conjuring Two, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, The Curse of La Llorona, Annabelle Comes Home, and The Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It. The ones that I have watched are the are the all the Conjuring movies, um, The Curse of La Llorona, and Annabelle Comes Home. So those are the only ones I can really comment on. I would say. 
the three Conjuring movies, so the three major films in this series, are the best. Um, I would say right after... I can, you know, honestly, I would probably say The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2 tie for first. The Conjuring 3 ties for... Or The Conjuring 3 goes for second. Um, and between the other ones that I've seen, Curse of La Llorona and Annabelle Comes Home, I'm going to have to give it up to Annabelle Comes Home for third and The Curse of La Llorona for fourth. And the only reason that I would give The Curse of La Llorona fourth, even though it might actually go below any of the other ones that I haven't seen, The Nun, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle, um, and that's the only reason I would put it there as fourth, because I think it's, while it is a good film, I just think that, I just think honestly, like, I think what they were trying to do with the, um, with the, that classic, like, kind of, it's kind of like a, like a storybook kind of, sto- whatever it is, The Curse of Light, you know, it's like a little tall tale that Mexican parents would tell their like children like you know don't be out at night something like that or la llorona will get it will get you um still a very good movie uh it's just not as strong i think as as these others i think annabelle comes home was really good because it was a solid side side story you know it was a solid spin-off story um of the conjuring but directly the only one that's a that's really like a direct uh i maybe i'm maybe again i'm talking on my ass i do that a lot but annabelle comes home from my understanding is the only direct uh spinoff from the warrens or the closest home you could say because it's literally at the warrens household which is actually really interesting because you get to see all of their all of their uh gosh like all of their stuff that they've collected over the years from all of their cases. That's where you get to see it in. And I want to read the Annabelle Comes Home. Here we go. The third installment in the Annabelle series, Annabelle Comes Home, featured Gary Doberman as a writer and the director in his directorial debut. It was based on a story treatment written by Doberman and James Wan. Wan and Peter Safran co-produced the project. Annabelle Comes Home takes place after Annabelle and The Conjuring and focuses on the doll after she was kept in the glass box in the Warrens' museum. Wilson and Farmigas reprised their roles as Ed and Lorraine Warren alongside McKenna Grace as Judy Warren and Madison Eisman as Judy's teenage babysitter. The film was released June 26, 2019, um, which is actually interesting. June 26, 2019 for Annabelle Comes Home and April... Let's see, April 19th of, oh, yeah, April 19th, it looks like, theatrical release, April 19th of 2019 as well. And that might be the only one where they were both 2019, or the both of the same year. Yep, it looks like that. Yep, both in the same year. So it goes Conjuring 2013, Annabelle 2014, Conjuring 2 2016. So it's been the longest, between 2016 and now, it's been the longest um, for a Conjuring movie to come out. 2016 to 2021, but we did get Annabelle Comes Home in 2019 with just the break from, I guess, coronavirus in 2020, which I'm assuming would have been when Conjuring 3 came out, but hey, whatever, right? Looking for... So the next two films coming out, The Crooked Man, still to be announced, and an untitled The Nun film, I think we should probably get into The Conjuring 3. So I do want to read, because I took a long while to describe what actually happened in A Quiet Place Part 2. So I want to try to actually get um, just kind of the synopsis out there, and then I'll just comment on it. So let's see here. 
Juan was impressed with going 2,000 miles per hour. So, uh, Wilson and Farmiguez. So, okay, Patrick Wilson and, oh, God, what is her name? Uh, Vita? Vada? Gaga Vera. <laughs> Vera Farmiga. And I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But either way. So, the Warrens, um, they're coming back. The Warrens came back. And they, uh, the plot surround uh the plot is surrounding the uh the case of god kill me now because i lost my place again oh my god you know what i am gonna go to a different website here because they suck this one sucks not telling me anything in the synopsis and of course i it's this is crazy i remember i remember Nearly every detail of A Quiet Place Part 2, which I saw like two like two or three weeks ago now. And then I forget like half the details and the names and everything from The Conjuring, which I literally just watched. What was it? It came out on the 4th. I watched it the 4th. I watched it on Friday. And it's, set, it's, it's Monday today. Well, it was either Friday or Saturday. I watched it on. I'm, yeah, I watched it over the weekend. It's Monday, and I'm forgetting everything. So, paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren take on one of the most sensational cases of their careers after a cop stumbles upon a dazed and bloodied young man walking down the road. That's basically just the trailer. Accused of murder, the suspect the suspect claims demonic possession as his defense, forcing the Warrens into a supernatural inquiry unlike anything they've ever seen before. That's such a that that line could be used in every movie in a into a supernatural forcing the Warrens into a supernatural inquiry unlike anything they've ever seen before. Um, that's literally every movie. Um, I realize that they're trying to hype it up, but that's literally every movie unlike anything they've ever seen before. Coming this summer, unlike anything they've ever seen before. Do it for Guardians of the Galaxy three. Unlike anything you've seen before. So, uh, it's over the... Okay, so it's the Glatzel family. Starts it out. Uh, David Glatzel is the little kid who is... uh, He is taken over by a demon. Uh, He's possessed. And the Warrens were there to exercise him. Exercise the demon out of little David. And, uh, let's see. Arnie... Yeah, Arnie is the is uh, the girlfriend of David's sister. Of course, I'm not seeing her name on here uh, because that's wonderful. That's wonderful. <laughs> uh, is it Judy? Okay, but it's, it's Debbie. It's Debbie. There we go. It's Debbie. It's Debbie. So uh, Arnie here, Arnie, who played. Uh, Ruri, Ruri, um, the actor's name, Ruri, 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 Ruri O'Connor, Mr. O'Connor, Irish actor, Ruri, O'Connor is an Irish actor. He starred in two movies with the devil in the title. Starred in Handsome Devil and The Devil Made Me Do It. So he played Arnie Cheyenne. Nah, it's, I think it's Arnie. What the fuck? Oh. Oh my god. 
Oh, God. I'm just so neurotic. Arnie. And, of course, you know, I'm losing everything here. He plays Arnie. <laughs> I'm not able to see the full last name for whatever reason because Google sucks balls. Um, but he plays the he plays the guy who I guess it 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 then goes. See the thing is at the beginning of the movie spoilers ahead, much much spoilers, many 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 spoilers, billions and billions and billions of spoilers. Um, David is the one that's getting exercised in the beginning of the movie. Arnie is there, uh, I guess, in support of David, the little boy, uh, because he is fiance with Debbie, I believe. I believe they're fiancés. And he he's like, take me, take me to the demon. And the demon, I guess, kind of, basically in the movie, they, they kind of treat it like the demon half takes him almost. He does completely remove, the demon completely removes itself from little David. Um, but it basically half takes over Arnie and throughout the course of the film, they, they, they find out it's not much later in the film. They find a, a witch's totem below the bedroom, uh, of the room that originally, uh, had the demon where David was, uh, taken or David was possessed by the demon. So, they find it. It's it's really interesting how they how you know they get under the basically uh, Lorraine just gets under there, crawls under there, finds it. That's not the interesting part. That's pretty that's that's pretty touch and go as far as plot plot devices go. Uh, but she finds it. What's interesting is that there's another case that they saw. Um, I think they through through the course of the film they find out there was another case with a similar totem. Uh, but basically by the end of it, <laughs> I'm skipping so much, but. I mean, it's a lot. Of, there's some filler in there. It's a movie. Uh, it's a con, it's a horror movie. So there's some stuff. I mean, there's just kind of a lot of a lot of exposition explaining how they got to each thing. But I will say, like the jump scares and everything. The beginning sequences. It it comes in strong with the exorcism of David Glatzel, and. It's a wonderful sequence that they put together there. Um, you get to, and, you know, seeing the the reprisal of the Warrens is fantastic. Seeing them after like six years, you know, that's a great. That's it's or five years. It's a it's a great moment to see those characters again, um, and it starts the movie out really strong. And then seeing um, seeing them see some familiar characters. Uh, let's see, D- uh, John Noble. John Noble did a great job in this one. He played Father Kastner, who was a, who was a, uh, he was a former priest who I guess gave up the cloth because he had a daughter in secret. Uh, he just gave up his faith, I guess. He had like a daughter in secret, and then later throughout the movie, you find out slowly that uh, the daughter, that the witches, that there's a witch. Obviously, there's a witch, witchcraft because of the witch's totem. Uh, the witch is actually the. Uh, I guess the what you would say is like the estranged and damned daughter of of former priest Father Kastner, uh, brilliantly played by John Noble. What a what a fantastic guy, and he has a very Walter moment. If you've if you've ever seen, um, oh my God, how am I forgetting the name of the show? Jesus, Fringe. If you've ever seen Fringe, he has a very Walter ass moment. Where the beginning of the film, or the beginning of the sequence in which, the beginning of the scene where we meet him, uh, he's outside in his farm, and yeah, he's outside of his house uh, tending to his chickens, and 
Ed Warren goes in for a handshake and he goes, I've got chicken shit on my hands. It's a very, very Walter ass moment. Mm. Bud Light Lime, thank you. But throughout the course of the movie, you find out the witch is, uh, is his daughter. And then when later, like, God, I'm butchering this one, man. I think I, I think I did a terrible job with A Quiet Place Part 2. But I honestly think I'm butchering this one even more. <laughs> but, oh, man. Oh, man. Wow. Trademark. I, now I'm getting lost in this. Does John... I got, I, got, I got lost in this. People also ask, does John Noble have a glass eye? No, it's definitely a John Noble thing, not a Walter Bishop thing. You can see Noble's trademark eye oddness in some Fringe episodes going all the way back to 2008, but it's particularly noticeable in a few scenes in the episode. Uh, that's weird. I mean, who hell, who the hell cares if he's got a, a, if he's got a, a glass eye? That would just be interesting. If anything, really, that would just that would just escalate how cool John Noble is. Uh, five eleven and three quarters, according to IMDb. Uh, amazing. And now I'm getting lost in the IMDb page of John Noble. Thank you very much. That is the end of the episode. No. So the Conjuring Three, I would give it. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I gave a Quiet Place Part Two like a like a out of 10, but I would say, you know, The Conjuring 3, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. It was a solid flick. There was a couple things that just felt like straight-up exposition. They they kind of implemented a couple of things that didn't feel like it was necessary, like uh, like Ed, get, at the beginning of the film, getting, getting, like, struck in the heart by David, the little David, while he was, uh, while he was possessed, and for some reason it causing just like a heart condition for the rest of the film. And I don't know if that's, if that goes on or if that was actually part of the original thing of what happened, uh, with the case of Arnie, uh, something C H E Y something. Um, an interesting case that happened, (laughs) a very interesting case that I know a lot of, uh, Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, I think his name is. Yep. Cheyenne Johnson or Shane, Sean, Cheyenne, Cheyenne. Cheyenne, doing a great job with these names today. The first known court case in the United States in which his defense sought to prove innocence based upon the defendant's claim of demonic possession and denial of personal responsibility for the crime. November 24th, 1981. I want to look at some of the case uh, pictures here, the original case pictures. Um, He looks guilty. I'm going to go ahead and say that now. He looks guilty. I don't like his hair. That's his weird blonde hair. I'm going to go ahead and say that that's... He's guilty. Uh, And Ed and Lorraine Warren are crooks, and they should feel bad for themselves, but I want more movies. (laughs) You people are crooks. You're a spectacle. You're a freak of nature. In a bad way, and I hate you. Goodbye. They... Now, I could watch a hundred movies with them, especially with... Patrick Wilson and Vera Farminger, 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 Vera F. Uh, playing Ed and Lorraine. Honestly, it's such an interesting, and you know, there's no horror universes that I really appreciate in the grand scope of things as being like good all the way through, or at least being good all the way through. Because there are many, I mean, if you could say many, there are a handful 
more than a handful of Friday the 13th movies uh, that suck, that are boring, boring, and suck, and are not good, not good, and they leave me wanting less. Uh, But The Conjuring, I would say every Conjuring universe movie that I have seen makes me want to watch another one. I will definitely say that. So it looks like um, Mr. Jacob has got to go. Smells like dinner's ready, which I'm looking forward to. But I hope you guys enjoyed. I don't, uh, you know, maybe we'll continue with the movie reviews. It's been days since I watched this movie. I think what I'll have to do for the next movie review, for the next review of anything that I do, is I'll have to I'll have to watch it like the day of, and I'll have to come with my notes and say specific, you know, bring up specific scenes. I I feel like I did a pretty good job with the Quiet Place Part Two, at least from my perspective of remembering every scene and and some of the details from every scene. But I'm I am having a little bit of a difficult time remembering all of the details from The Conjuring Three. Maybe it's just because I haven't I haven't watched a Conjuring movie in a little while, so some of those uh, some of those details that kind of bounce back up just aren't as fresh. Uh, maybe I missed some things that I otherwise wouldn't have missed had I watched a couple of the other movies recently, which I didn't. So with that, I appreciate the uh, appreciate the listen. If you made it this far, thank you so much. Definitely don't use this as a reason to review the movie. Oh my God, I would. I mean, I ruined it. If I, if anything, I ruined this movie. Um, it's just my two cents more than anything. But, you know, that is what it is. I can make some funny comments on some stuff, and, and that's it. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. So thank you so much for listening. This has been the Mind Glue Podcast, and as always, I'm Jacob. You guys have a good day. Thank you. This has been part two of episode 31. My God, we've made it this far, haven't we? That's it. I'm, I'm not going to say anything anymore. Goodbye. This is it. Goodbye. This is it. I'm not going to say anything.